Hello guys, Jack here from Jack Makes Happy Hour Podcast, and yes, the rumours are true. We're heading back out on tour in May 2024. 68% of the tickets are already sold out, but there are still a few left at Edinburgh, Newcastle, Manchester, Birmingham, Leeds, Cardiff, Sheffield, Nottingham, Bristol, Bury, and our home city of Norwich. So, don't waste any time. Grab your tickets today and come and watch me, Alfie, and Robbie live. And me. Mainly me, Alfie and Robbie there, isn't it? Yeah. uk. See you in May. I'm Deborah Meaden. You're listening to Jack Mate's Happy Hour podcast and I am out. One of my early jobs was a bingo caller, yeah. And I reckon that taught me more about business than anything I have ever done since. Really? Absolutely. I ended up being the, one of the first Stefano franchises in the UK. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant, but it's like, I can't imagine anyone I've ever met who would just go, you know what, I'm just going to do that, and it works. Like just creating like the second most popular podcast on Spotify. Yeah, <laughs> there enough. you yeah. go, there you go. You can't imagine because you've done it. I never thought we'd be here. I'm going to, go hopefully, if you'll indulge us, Stevie and I are going to pitch to you. So oh. we're going to pitch... <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Did I ought to be grown then? <laughs> what changes have you seen whilst doing Dragon's Den over the 15 years? Either with the pitches or just in the style of the show? I can remember once we did a pitch and it went on for about three and a half hours and the producers came into the back of the den and they just went, wind it up. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> it's your money. It's my money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when it's your money, you can tell them when to tell me where to finish, but right now it's my money and I'm going to carry on. When you're out, do you all sit there and go, look at us, I'm out? No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, sorry. Oh, uh, was that pre-prepared or was that completely off the top of the head? <laughs> There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jack Mates Happy Hour. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Jack Mates Happy Hour podcast. I am so happy. Okay. You're not used to me being uh, positive when I start. Are no, you? you're normally miserable. Well, before we sort of introduce the guest, I just want to say it's one I'm very, very excited for. But I've also been filming at West Ham today. 
That is very good. Mm, film with three of my players that I watch week in, week out. And I had to sit and wait for the AA for three hours. Yeah. Thanks for sorting that. <laughs> Feed it all. Do, I just sat there. What, they they, they replaced the two tyres, have they? Yeah, two tyres replaced. Nice mm. £400 bill for you, I think, though. Yeah, well, I, I think we're all going to sort of go in on that, though, because we're all <laughs> kind of in the car, so we're going to go thirds. Yeah? Okay. Do you like that maths? That might come in handy today, because... <laughs> Threes into 400 Yeah. £133. <laughs> You're good. I love math. You're good. Today on the show, we have businesswoman, TV personality, and investor on BBC Two. Now, BBC One now, isn't it? BBC One, we moved. BBC One's Dragon Den. It's Deborah Mead. And how are you? I'm really good. Thank you so much for coming on. I've, like Stevie, I try and play it cool sometimes, but I've been so giddy for this for so long. Oh, well, uh, let's hope I live up to your expectation. (laughs) I've not seen you do... I know you do interviews like Lorraine Kelly and all all the showbiz kind of ones. You've not done many YouTube ones, is that right? Um, uh, No, I don't think I have, actually. I've done a couple of podcasts, but no. But no, I mean, you asked and I came. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Are you okay? Because a couple of uh, months ago, you had a little accident on the the old wrist. mm, That. What did you do? Do I have to? Stupidity, no. that's what I did. Sheer, sheer stupidity. That was it, really. You're on the right yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> I that broke both my wrists twice, actually. Ow! Yeah. Ow, ow, ow. Bit nasty. And bit they're, na- right, they're all right now, then? They're all right. I've, I find that... Is, it, is that the first time you've broke a bone? Yeah. Uh, no, pelvis. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I bet that was a sore one. Yeah, that was sore. Yeah. It, in the winter, I find that they sort of seize up a little bit. Oh, I've got that to look forward to. That's lovely. Mm. Thank mm. you. <laughs> Meal deals, Deborah. Yes. We always start in the same place and we ask our guests what they go to. Sandwich, snack and drink is. What is yours? You see, I struggle with this because I've just become plant-based. Okay. So I am still working out what I can and I can't. So I could make one up. I could lie, but I really, I'd rather I didn't. <laughs> and if I did, I'm going to have to say first, this is a lie. Um, but, so then but, it, doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't, it doesn't work. work. No, I, 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 do you know, I, it's funny because I am still working out what my favourite stuff is. You know, I used to have my go-to. I used to, I used to love, you know, the cheese or the gherkins or whatever. I have gherkins mm. I could still eat, but mm. yeah, still working it out. Has that been a hard change? Because I'm somebody that absolutely lives off meat, like mm. pretty much every meal. I love the idea of for the ethics and whatnot of going vegan, but I'm just, I just think I'd struggle. How how difficult has that been? Um, I started with Veganuary and I only intended to do it for a month and then I got to the end of the month and I thought, actually, I don't really doesn't bother me at all. And here I am accidentally 18 months, well, hold on, mm. January, February, March. <laughs> <laughs> it's all an illusion. Deborah can't count. <laughs> Not very good with numbers. <laughs> anyway, uh, several months later, I'm still doing it. Uh, no, not difficult at all. Not okay. difficult at all. I heard you say to Lorraine once that you like chocolate sandwiches. I do. Is that changed now? Because is vegan chocolate any, any the same or... No, you, vegan chocolate. So most dark chocolate, really high cocoa content, is vegan. Most of it. So mm. it, yeah. So actually, no. And it, the only thing is, I used to like cheap chocolate salmon. And I am talking Milka. Do you remember Milka? Oh, yeah. oh, oh I know. Oh. I know. I know. <laughs> anyway, Milka between two cheap white slices of bread. Mm. That was my chocolate sandwich. So. Oh. I, the, the actual bar? Yes. <laughs> the whole bar? I yeah. thought you meant like a chocolate spread. <laughs> I love that you get it. I, I Yeah, totally. I doesn't bar. get it. No, no, I'm so in. Well, is that not really weird for the texture difference? You bite into the bread, which is soft, and then suddenly a... That's lovely, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get on, I can tell. We are going to get on. I need to try Do you it. remember the Euro Shopper chocolate? 
from back the in the really, day. Yeah, so good. Like 20p bar. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was decent. I always find, and you know, like the, the really shitty like advent calendar chocolate. Yeah. Like, that's the best oh, chocolate going. Just, but do you think it tastes nice or do you think it's just because there's so little of it? No, because it's so little. I mean, it's mm. just wax, isn't it? It's sort of brown wax. Yeah. But no, no. And it's an advent calendar. Yeah. So, of course it's good. <laughs> what's your, what's your go-to meal then? I need to, I need to know. Cause we, we rate them and we put them into a, into a tier list. Oh, do I have to make, what do I make, are you asking me to make one up? I think because you're Deborah Mead and we're going to allow you to go for the chocolate sandwich. Oh, chocolate sandwich. Yeah, but a vegan chocolate sandwich, obviously, but cheap white bread. Yeah. Cheap white bread. You're allowed that. And then I I go for a snack here. Mm -hmm. So Marmite Twiglets. Wow. I didn't expect that. Why not? Because in my brain, that seems like a Christmas snack to me. No. No, is that an all-rounder? No, that's an all-round. No, no, matchmakers. Matchsticks. What are they called? He what are the matchmakers? matchmakers. I love Yeah, no, match- they're Christmas. Oh, no. Yeah, they're we've Christmas. Had it, we've had this debate before <laughs> on the show. I, I ate a whole box of those on the train once, and some guy came up to me and went, you're eating matchmakers on the train. You're the coolest guy I've ever met. And to this day, I don't know whether he was being sarcastic or whether he was being honest. But He, I, was, he was being sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> See, now I'm going to get on with it. <laughs> Big question. Do you cut your sandwiches in triangles or in rectangles or triangles? Oh, don't cut them. Why would you Why would you cut them? I mean, to be fair, if it's a chocolate sandwich, it is hard to cut. <laughs> but you're just big, big sandwich. Just bite it. Mm. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've got chocolate sandwich, twiglets. twiglets, and your drink. Oh, my drink. Ginger beer? That is the most obscure meal, Dale. <laughs> we've ever had. <laughs> That's because I made it up. It's not a real thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe because it's not a meal deal. Shall we rate this? I'd still say it's not going to be at the bottom. No, oh, we'll be no at the bottom. I hope not. <laughs> Just because that's obscure. We've, we've had some ridiculous ones in the past. Uh, where do you want to... Go on then, let's rate it. And then we find the median. Is it the median? Okay, I'm going to let you do the maths as well. Deborah signaling them for us to go high. Well, I am going to pitch an idea to you later. So if I go high, bear that in mind when I pitch the idea. I will do. <laughs> okay, right. It's a 10, weirdly, for me. Uh, go on, Steve, you kick it off. <laughs> um, so we've got a chocolate sandwich, Twiglets, ginger beer. I don't mind Twiglets. I like a ginger beer. I haven't tried a chocolate sandwich, but I do like bread and I do like chocolate. So I can't go... I'm, I'm going to go 6.4. That's good. That is, is honestly, that good? yeah, quite we're, good. we're quite harsh critics. <laughs> we're okay. very harsh critics. Okay. We're very much the, the Deborah Meaden of meal deals. Oh, I like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love the sandwich. I think you're a pioneer in that field. I like it. The snack, I like a twiglet. I don't like Marmite. I like a twiglet. A twiglet. <laughs> and ginger beer, I've never had, even you, though I am ginger. You've never had ginger beer? Never, no. Just feels a bit too close to home. I prefer like strawberry <laughs> blonde beer. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go for I'm gonna give it a seven point two. Okay. Go on. You've oh, got it. You've got okay. it. What? The maths. So I what? gave six point four. So that's, you gave that's, 7. that's 2. a six point eight. Yeah, we go. That's the middle. Six point eight. That puts Deborah bang in the middle. Oh. Bang you <laughs> <laughs> so unimpressed. You're, uh, you're, you're bang in the middle. Yeah. If this is pregnant. What one? What one? What, what, do, you, what do you mean? What one? What, what's at the top? Um, oh, don't you know? A, a guy. Oh, no, no, no. We rate the people. So, oh, you rate so, the. Oh, so, so, that's worse. So, <laughs> no, 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 no. We rate the people's meal deal choice. <laughs> you worded that so <laughs> yeah. badly. Right. So at the bottom, like, we've got a couple of footballers knocking about, like Ben Foster, the Watford goalkeeper. At the top, we've got Pie Face, who's a streamer. Um, do you know Pie Face? <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, I know Pythons. <laughs> and Deborah Meaden is sitting firmly in the middle uh, there. So it's not bad. No, it's That's, not good though. I've seen a lot worse. What's your favourite restaurant in the world, Deborah? 
What's my favourite restaurant in the world? Oh, it changes is the trouble. So it depends what for. Brunch, you can't oh. beat the Wolseley. Oh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what brunch is, really. Uh, well, brunch is just all the stuff I'm not allowed to. So, so uh, anyway, brunch at the Wolsey. And I quite like um, rocker. Quite like rocker. Asian. Fusion. Asian. Oh, okay. Like food. Okay. What is that? Yeah. Like noodles and saucy stuff? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Nice fusion. Nice Noodles and saucy stuff. That's what it is. It's noodles and sauce. That's that's their tagline. Rocker. Noodles and saucy stuff. What I might pitch that to you in a bit. <laughs> what you'll learn as the episode goes on is that you just need to dumb everything down for Got him. It. Yeah, dumb Got it. The easiest dumb it, way. Dumb it down for me. Got it. Uh, this is this is a, a weird one. Do you ever just sort of go to McDonald's? No. You wouldn't. No, but of course, um, now that I'm plant based, and I hate to keep being boring, but mm. now that I'm plant based, I can't go, can I? Really? You can get if you go Burger King, you can get a plant based Whopper. Well, interesting. So when I used to eat burgers, Burger mm. King was my burger, not a McDonald's. I think Burger King do a better burger. They do. Mm. They do. I they're, agree. they're the kings of it, aren't they? It's in the name. <laughs> yeah. Do you, I'll, see, I've got so many. We're sort of like fast food fiends, and I've got right. so many questions. But you've done so much in your life. Let's park these for a bit, shall we? And uh, let's actually. <laughs> Talk no, about no, you. let's go on with the fast food, shall we? <laughs> what would your agent think if you went back and said, yeah, we just spoke about KFC Talk for now? Yeah. <laughs> Early life. Yeah. You've done a whole array of things in your life, according to your Wikipedia, yeah. in case that's... Because um, they, they can be written by sort of anyone, really, can't they? Some of the stuff on my Wikipedia says sort of weird stuff. But according to your Wikipedia, I think it was, did you start off as a bingo caller? Yes. Well, I have had... But one of my early jobs was a bingo caller, yeah. Tell us about that. What was that like? Oh, I loved it. I actually ran the prize bingo, and um, but it's prize, not cash. So you sort of sit in the middle, square of people around you, clicking those little plastic clicky things, and they win a little ticket, and then they go over to the shop and they buy something with it. And I reckon that taught me more about business than anything I have ever done since. Really? Absolutely. It was brilliant. That your customer is from you to me, yeah, and they're going to tell you whether they're pleased with you, they're not pleased with you. They're yeah, fantastic experience. But what what could you do in that environment that they wouldn't be pleased with? Go too fast, start a game before they've got their money in, not say hello to them because they used to come back, it was a butlin, so they used to come back year after year and I and I always remembered to, to I, I'm very good with faces, rubbish with names, but I'd see somebody and say, oh hello, how are you? But if they walked in and I didn't say hello, <laughs> whoa, really? oh yeah. Really? Yeah, no, they were what, tough. What butlins was this? I went Minehead. To... Oh, okay. I went when when I was younger. Did you just do the bingo, or were you doing the other things as well? Used, bingo. Do you remember bingo. the basketball things that you used to have with the hoops, like right up high on that? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying. I was trying. I was trying. What, what, what were the biggest lessons you'd say you learned then? Because I heard you say that before on an interview, and I think it was like a radio interview before. And that, yeah, it's quite. It's, it's mad. All the stuff you've done, and that's your yeah, biggest takeaway. I, I think because you're so directly in front of your customer, you know, it's very easy to say customer is king and the customer's the most important thing, and feedback's important to us, and all that bollocks I was about to say. <laughs> you can say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean it, you know, because I have been face to face with a customer who is very discerning, very happy to tell you when they're not happy with you. So, and also you have to be instinctive. So we wanted to get as many games as we had 50 seats. So I could make five pound in a minute. Or if I lost my customers, I could make 
one pound in a minute, you know. So oh. it was all about timing. So you have to speed up to get as many games in as possible. But then if it's you start losing customers, you've got to drop it back again, you know. So oh, it was right. constantly adjusting my behaviour to the customer. Do you remember any of the bingo calls? The two? We didn't do that. You see, that takes time. So by the time I've said, it was just colour. So it was red. Red was 1, 2, 14. Yellow was, I can, rem- I can remember. <laughs> Go on, keep going. Yellow, yellow 27, white 53, green 72. <laughs> but by the time I've said that, if you'd said two little ducks, I've got another number out. Oh. So it's time is money. You weren't the manager there, were you? Uh, no, I ran it. So I was a concession. I paid rent for the bingo. Oh. I read rent. So it was my business and I was the bingo caller. And then I had people giving, cashiers giving out money, changing people's money. So you them. did come up with the concept of not wasting your time with a bingo name. Absolutely. And I love that because like th- there it. was a bit of me there thinking like, why would you give a shit? Like if that was me, uh, yeah, the employer, you have to do what they say, but I'd want to make it more fun for the punters where you, <laughs> you didn't give a shit about that. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> if you don't mind. No, um, <laughs> no. to be fair, when the customer is on a roll, do you know, I used to watch these often women and they would play 10 cards. So they'd put all their money across these 10 cards and they'd sit there knitting, paying what? no attention. And then i call a number and they go bang, 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 bang. I mean, they were genius. They weren't, you know, they weren't working. Their brains weren't being, you know, stretched. But my God, they were genius. If you pick yeah. them up and put them on a different table, though, would they still get it the same or had they memorised the positions of the numbers? Well, no, so they did move. Often they sat in their same place. But if somebody else was sitting there, it would take them that Wow. To remember those numbers again. It's sh- quite amazing. A couple of months ago, I, I'm from Norwich, um, as, as is Stevie, and me and Fiona, my fiance, we went to Hemsby, which is like one of them sort of quaint, sort of like quintessentially yeah. British sort of getaways. Yeah. I love them. Like yeah. They're tacky as they come, but yeah. I love them. And I went in there and I used to play bingo as a kid, so we was playing it again the other day. I couldn't keep up with one, yeah. but, I, but then I'm, I'm terrible with numbers. You play bingo. Yeah, the one that you're talking about, that's the one with the flippy plastic one. Yeah, that's isn't the same. Yeah. That's what oh, I did. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, prize bingo. The bingo caller in there, he does he he, he hates everyone in there. Oh. It's scary. <laughs> well, yeah. That's not good. No, no. <laughs> Whenever someone tries to cash in a prize, he does not look happy. What kind of prizes did you give away? Actually, I mean now it's vintage classic stuff. I wish I'd just taken all my prizes, locked them in a garage. Yeah. Russian glass fish. You see, I don't know what they are. They're really trendy now. So they're sort of these flecky fishes made of glass. Right. They're, they're really um, well, a lot vintage. Of, did that take a lot of wins no, to get them? No, that was two wins. Was it? Two wins, yeah. We used to give away lamps for one win, a glass lamp with lovely plastic flowers in and a nice plastic lampshade. That was a one win. Any lavas knocking about? No. Oh, yeah, we had lava lamps. But yeah, I mean, they were quite, they were... They were classy. They were a lot lot more money. (laughs) Or even better, the ones with fibre optics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, plastic bowl with plastic flowers in and then all these colour changing fibre optics. And some of them were musical. (laughs) When I was younger, and as I say, I went to the bingo. I don't know if I should bring this up or not. I used to, and as a kid, and I'm not sure how my parents allowed this. The prize that I used to go and get was a thing called a bad taste bear. Now, I never thought my life would be sat opposite Deborah Mead and telling her about bad taste bears. I know what bad taste bears did. Didn't they expose themselves? Yes. Yeah. So they would be sort of plastic ceramic kind of ceramic yeah, figurines, yeah. figurines yeah. and they would and, and they would be ornaments, but they they would be teddy bears in sort of compromised positions. Why were they so popular? 
because he kept going. <laughs> 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 People like him yeah. were feeding the market. <laughs> but I'm not too sure if I knew what I was sort of using my wins on. Because, for example, there'd be like a Darth Vader, but the black would be kind of like that sexy black It'd clothes. be in a gimp suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you don't even want to know what the lightsaber was. Like, like yeah. that, that kind of vibe. And um, Fee and I, we, we looked through the box of them the other day and there's some pretty messed up ones in there. Oh, they're still doing them, are they? No, no, no. I've got loads in a box. You oh, you've kept them? <laughs> <laughs> I should have brought them in. Oh, you should have. No. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Deborah, uh, you've achieved so much in business, and I'm sure we're going to find out about that over the next sort of 50 minutes, but... In a in a parallel universe, if you had never, if you if you weren't good with numbers and money and all that stuff, where could you see yourself? What kind of job? But I want more like a like a normal day to day kind of job. Do you know oh. what I mean? I'd love I love the idea of going into an Odeon and Deborah Mead and serving me popcorn or something like that. Like <laughs> oh <you're> yeah, <laughs> yeah, candy floss. I've done candy floss. Have anyway, you? I could do so. There, that's not too. I mean, that's not too far a step. Is it? I could so easily. When you get to that fork in the road, shall I become an investor or shall I? Do candy floss. <laughs> and well, I, they, luckily, they I chose choice. an investor. <laughs> They're the two options, are they? They were the two options, yeah. So, yeah, so candy floss. Um, no, so I used to dream, and I was absolutely rubbish, of being a show jumper. I know that's not every run of the mill, but that was my childhood dream. I just wanted to be a show jumper. I was absolutely rubbish. Is that is that the thing on the on the horses and yeah. and the um, is that like the estrian thing? Is that is that what equestrian. Equestrian. equestrian? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So literally just jumping over the fences. Not none of the three day venting stuff, but the jumping. That's I would have loved to have done that, but that's not an everyday job. Um, what would I have done as an everyday job? So I've worked as a till cashier, and I was very very good. Was that because they handle money and that? Well, I, yeah, I, yeah, I'm quick. You know, I am, I am, I am speedy on my tills. Really, mm, speedy on the tills. Fee's done that tills. She said, it's she? A lot, she said it's hard, hard work. Really, yeah. people get the ump when you're being too slow yeah. and that. But not the beeps. This is before the beeps. Oh, this is when you had to price tag things on them, so you had to pick it up and actually key the numbers in. Old school. Very good at that. Old school. So in an, a sort of alternate universe, yep. we could have seen you down the Tesco or the Isle of Wight. What? Are they the two options? Tesco or Isle of Wight? <laughs> no, no. I meant the Isle of Wight have probably still got those tills. I meant. <laughs> I thought that was some trendy supermarket I hadn't heard of. A specific aisle. <laughs> now, at the age of 19, I think it was when you set up your first company. Yeah. Now, I've purposely, and I, and I said this to your, to your right-hand woman, I said that I haven't researched this much because I would actually like to learn from you. Was it a ceramics company? Actually, what it was, I bought, I went over to Italy, I followed a boyfriend, <laughs> whether he liked it or not. Whether he knew. That's a different story. Stalked him a bit, but anyway. Um, uh, and then ran out of money and thought, oh God, I need to do something. So um, so I convinced these four Italian businesses who, who just made beautiful, some was glass, some was ceramics, just beautiful things, convinced them that, they, that I could bring their products back to the UK. Um, so that was my first business. I basically became their agent, sold them into Harrods and Harvey Nichols. And then about 
the second season, so they sort of buy in season, the second season dried up and I realised they were selling direct into Harrods and Harvey Nichols and I thought, you know, either I can spend the next year fighting them legally because I've got an agreement or I can just move on. So it was a really good business lesson. How, how do you learn to do something like that? Like, how do you think... I'll go over to Italy and then I'll like, have you got a background in that kind of stuff or did you learn it as it goes? Like, I can't work out the in there. I honestly think I didn't know what I couldn't do. I think that was the secret of that. I didn't think it was at all peculiar to go. So I went to an exhibition. I saw these lovely things. I took a card and I phoned them up and I said, can I come and see you about taking your products over to the UK? And I went to see them and give them their dues. I was 19. Give them their dues. You know, they must have thought, there's something about her. We'll give it a go. Mm. <laughs> we'll use her to get us into the UK and mm. then we'll rip her off. You know, yeah. that's what they must have thought, um, which they did. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think I didn't. It was possibly the arrogance of youth, but I still do stuff. You know, I think what's the worst that can happen? You know, so many people talk themselves out of stuff. You know, we can't do that. And I just did it. But when that I don't want to say fail, but that it, did it fail? Did fail. Well, it did fail. I ended up three thousand pound in debt. Which back then, obviously, to a young yeah, youngster yeah. as well. Yeah. It, how do you how do you not let yourself just collapse in that moment? Like, how do you pick yourself up from that? Well, I don't. I mean, I just don't collapse. It's just it's just not in my nature. It's just not. If I do stuff wrong and I get stuff wrong, I I hate it. I really don't like getting stuff wrong, but I don't dwell on it. And and if you ask me what were the biggest mistakes I made in my life, I won't have a clue because I don't carry them with me. I, it just doesn't linger. It's just not not anything I do. It's just not in my nature. It's gone, finished. So, right. What's next? So when that happened, did you just jump straight on to the next thing? So I'd been into Italy, and while I was there, I'd seen Stefanel. I don't know if you've heard of Stefanel. It's a fashion. It was a bit like Benetton, slightly more upmarket, slightly better, I think. And I saw a Stefanel on Knightsbridge. And I went into there and I said, are you doing franchises in the UK? Um, because I'd like to talk to somebody about franchises. And they said, well, actually, the head office is down there. And our managing director, as luck would have it, is is in today. So a fantastic guy called Carlo Magello, who I just knocked on the door and said, look, can we talk about a franchise? And he said, yeah, sure. And again, you know, I ended up being the, one of the first Stefano franchises in the UK. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. <laughs> no, because it's brilliant, but it's like, I can't imagine anyone I've ever met who would just go, you know what, I'm just going to do that, and mm. it works. Like just creating like the second most popular podcast on Spotify. Yeah, <laughs> there enough. you yeah. go, there you go. You can't imagine because you've done it. There you go. I'm like the Italian boyfriend that you followed around. <laughs> <laughs> I am stalking him. <laughs> your, 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 is it safe to say your life-changing business venture, was that West Star? Yes. Am I saying that right? Yes. West Star. Yes. Can you tell us a bit about that and how that came to be? So that was my family business. And after I'd done several successful businesses of my own, my parents were looking to step back from the business. We're going to take on some professional managers, said, look, you know, if, you, if you're ever going to join us, now's your moment. Mm -hmm. You know, what do you think? And I thought, actually, I can do stuff with West Star. So I went back into West Star. And then about five years later, I did a management buyout, which was really interesting because we had... We had our own advisors. I mean, I can remember looking the advisors thinking, are they family? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I've got my advisors yeah. here and my parents are buying. They want the highest price and I want the lowest price. And we and I was bidding against other businesses. What, what um, is Westar? Westar, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, so Westar Holidays was, because it's been bought out, we sold out a lot of money but it was a holiday park business so we had at the end five holiday parks so about 150,000 200,000 people a year were coming on holiday with us 
Oh, so it's not like a Butlins, like a physical place you go. Oh, like it is. A, oh, it is. It is. But it's self-catering. So Butlins does the all singing, all dancing, fully catered type thing. Mm-hmm. And this is very much more in sort of beautiful locations. So people go there and stay. They go out all day and they do all of the stuff in the local areas. And then they come back at night and we'd entertain them. And we'd have bars, restaurants, clubs, swimming pools sewerage treatment plants, accommodation. It was a little, little village. I mean, the one down in Mullion was bigger than the local village. And did you do bingo call in there? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was a bit busy doing some other stuff by then. So, right. <laughs> no. so in, internally in that company, did you sort of slowly but surely make your way up through the ranks in, yes. in that? Yeah. yeah. So I became operations director, then managing director. And then I thought, I actually, I want to secure my future. You know, my parents, we're going to have different, they're going to want to slow down and retire and I'm going to want to go on. So that's when I said, look, guys, either I buy this or I go and do something else. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when we entered into some quite feisty negotiations. At the, at when, you, when you're at the kind of, so to speak, the top of the company there, there must be so much to do, but or is that not the case because you have so many people working for you? Like, how does that work? Yeah, right. So I think I was probably busier when I ran the bingo because I was physically having to do it all. And as you get bigger and you can start getting to a size where you can get a really good management team around you, really you're relying on other people. You know, I, as long as I got the right people. The only thing I will say, you've always got one person who's not right. You know, if you've got a team, you've got at least one person that isn't working out. So my job was just to make sure the team was balanced and on. What, who are you looking, Why are you looking at him? Because There's only two of you. Because <laughs> so don't look at each other. No, no. <laughs> yes, yes, we're getting Which told one off is by it? the medium. Which one is it that's <laughs> no. not right? Yes, yesterday he said to me, he said to me yesterday, he said, do you ever do any of your own work? And it's because oh. I was an assistant manager before I started doing this. And one of the best things I ever did as an assistant manager was delegate. Exactly. Tell other people that's to do skill. things. I struggle to do that. That's a skill, though. Yeah. It's a yeah. skill. See, that's what I'm saying. And it is hard to do. You know, it's so easy. I, do you know, every business I'm invested in, I feel like, come on, guys, I'll roll my sleeve up, get in. I can sort this. Right. I can sort this in two seconds flat. It's not the point. See, that's probably what I struggle with then, because with my main channel videos, which is ultimately what I got an audience from in the first place, because um, I have such a specific edit style, I can't delegate that to anyone else. And because I'm putting all my time into this now, I could still be filming and getting someone else to edit them, but I can't, I can't let that baby go to someone else, yeah. if that makes sense. Is that something you can learn over time? or? Is- well, you might have a point because that's all about your personality, isn't it? That's mm. all about, and actually, if you did let that go, it'd be really hard. People feel whether you're authentic or not. Right. And I reckon they would feel that it wasn't you. Yeah. yeah. So you might, you have, so there's times when it's perfectly valid to say, do you know what, I have to do this. Yeah. But... Can you learn to let go? Uh, you, yeah. I mean, I was a doer. I mean, I am a doer. You know, I'd much rather just get in there and get it sorted. So I've had to learn. You must have found it. You know, mm. you had to learn not to say, oh, don't worry, I'll sort that. You know, right. it's just like, and actually learning different is not wrong. Just because somebody does it differently doesn't make it wrong. This is probably going to jump forward a bit here, but I think it, it goes off the back of what you're saying because I... That feedback you then gave me about the YouTube stuff is so accurate about being a style and that. And I don't know, I don't think you have much of a background in, in YouTube, but you gave such great advice. Does that mean, would you only go in on a on a business, let's talk Dragon's Den, like would you only invest 
if it's something you have a knowledge in or would, could you invest if you think it's... A, do you know what I'm trying to say? If you think yeah. it's a good idea, but then you have to then learn about the, the field. So I would invest in pretty much anything as long as I understood what I didn't know. And that's the most important stuff to me. If I know what I can add, but I also know what I can't add, but I know somebody who can. Do you know what I mean? That, so an underst- I have to see a picture of why I can help a business. Because if I can't, what's the point? I don't want to just hammer money over. I'm not just there to invest. Mm. I'm there to help. But I, I think if I had to say what I think my biggest plus is, it's I just think of it as a consumer. You know, and I and when you were talking about the YouTube, I was thinking, I reckon I'd spot as a consumer that it wasn't you. Yeah. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I immediately went to, well, if I was listening to that, I'd probably notice. Yeah. You know, I, so that's, I think, all I do. I just, I think of as, as a consumer and think, oh, and, and I might not be the perfect consumer, but my gut, my reaction is probably going to be the same as most people's reaction. Yeah. Fair enough. I think we should talk a bit about Dragon's Dam. Let's do it. We're huge fans. As we said um, before we came on air, Fee and I, we've, we've been watching all the old school clips because they're the best ones. They cherry pick the best ones for yeah, you. Okay. Now, how would you describe, I mean, everyone out there bloody knows Dragon's Den, but how would you sort of sum it up in a, in a, in a, in a nutshell for anyone who doesn't know Dragon's Den? Oh, so it's a program where um, budding entrepreneurs or sometimes more mature entrepreneurs come in to pitch us their business plans and ideas and we decide whether or not we want to invest. That's yeah. Dragon's Den. You a fan of Dragon's Den, CV? Yes. Mm. Yes. As I said, I was I was nervous coming in today because I've watched a few clips in which Deborah was fairly scary. Forthright. <laughs> <laughs> scary. Forthright. <laughs> a simple sort of starting question there. You've been doing it for a, for a long time, 15 years, mm, is that right? Gosh. You must love it. I do love it. I love it. I love business. And it's what, you know, I, I sit down in that chair, it feels like home. Mm. You know, I, I used to get people thinking business was sort of grey and dull and boring. I don't get that. It's creative. You know, it's, it, it's crazy. It's sensible. It's full of people. And I love people. It's fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I love business. The public must love it as well, because it's such a popular show. I mean, how many other shows do you know that have been going on for that long? Yeah, that's crazy. And then, and then you were saying about business being fun. Well, The Apprentice as well, they've yep. kind of made business fun and stuff like that. Yep. What changes have you seen whilst doing Dragon's Den over the 15 years, either with the pictures or just in the style of the show? Really? Well, so definitely, so it's, it's interesting because it's a pretty set, iconic piece, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So not a lot can change other than the fact that the entrepreneurs change yeah. and dragons change. Yeah. But what I have seen, I've seen a change in the style of pictures. So obviously people get to know dragons. So you can see them. They come in much more with an intended dragon and they, they're much slicker with their, you know, with their pictures. Sometimes they're wrong, of course. They come with in with an intended dragon and then realise actually another dragon over here is probably their better, you know, a better mix. Is that because they, so, sorry to interrupt. Because they look at me and they think she's obviously the best dragon. To it. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Um, and also environmental stuff so when I first started I I mean like they used the other dragons used to call me swampy I mean yeah because I was like well because I was like you can't use plastic water bottles you can't, you know, I, so I was very, no, I was, I, I'm just, you know, worried about the environment. And so I was banging on about it a bit. Right. And Swampy's uh, a bit of a, like, they could have chose something else though, <laughs> couldn't they? Swampy's well, like, you stink. Yeah. Well, 
isn't it? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, being completely honest, my granddad. Well, do I? Do I? We're in a very small enclosed environment. Have I earned my nickname? You're, you're fine. You smell of chocolate <laughs> oh, sandwiches and, and, and the twiglets. But my, my granddad had, had genuinely had a friend called Swampy, and that was because he lived in a caravan he didn't wash. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so we're going to put it on record. That is not why they were that calling you That is not why they were, they were just They were trying to flush me out of it, I think. That's what <laughs> right. they were trying to do. But, okay. Yeah. But yeah, sorry, I cut you off. So no, so, invi- you know, that's good for seeing the environment. The pictures have become much more environmental. Even, even businesses that are not fundamentally environmental will always say, and we're trying to do this and we're doing that. So um, that that's great. Mm. The products that people are bringing in, are they, has there been a huge shift in that? Because obviously technology is forever changing and whatnot. Is it very, is very, very digital now? Yeah, it is. And, and that's great. I mean, um, when I first think about it, well, actually, they didn't used to be allowed screens. Oh, in okay. the den. So when I first started, no screen. You're not allowed to bring any figures, couldn't bring any screens because what they didn't want to do, I'm not being funny, if you're going to do a presentation later. Um, <laughs> no, but presentations on TV, I'm not, you know, it's not the most interesting television. So what they wanted to do is people to sort of unfold their business. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the producers realised that now in the digital world, not having screens is madness because I'd say half of the stuff that comes in is digital. You know, it's websites or apps or, you know. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Now, Deborah, pop quiz. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many businesses you've invested in? Off by heart. I know it's a hard one. And do you know how much you've invested over the 15 years? Because I've got the figures here. I just wondered if you knew off by heart. So I've offered, I think, on it must be nearly 5 million. Okay. Do you want to know if the that answer? that says 3.3, it's not right. <laughs> <laughs> you know the answer and you also know what it says on Wikipedia. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> Sorry. Then, <laughs> Sorry. So I guess the, the amount of businesses is probably wrong 66. as well. 66. Yeah, I've got 63. 63, yeah. One of, one of my um, friends, I think, is the new dragon on there. Steve. Yeah, he's fantastic. Mm. And I love that we've got somebody younger. You know, I mean, he's got an amazing story to have made all of that money Mm -hmm. at his age and in a really interesting space, you know, and it's what you guys are doing. It's It's a space that has come from... 15 years ago, I started, it didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Now, multi-millionaires coming out of the space. It's fantastic. Yeah. And he's smart. He's very, very smart. Steve, for anyone who doesn't know, he's Steve Bartlett, his name is, and he was the co-founder of Social Chain. I think you, you I've know met Steve, Steve as well. Yeah. Yeah. I stayed around his house, so are we trying to one-up each other? I played table tennis against him. I've been in his car. You win. I had a chocolate sandwich with him. <laughs> <laughs> now, Deborah, some of your investments in the den um, include Whiskey Me. Yeah. Fit Me, Fox Brothers, My Dish. No, so Fox Brothers isn't a dead one. It's not a dead one. Oh, is That's it not? That's outside of the den. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. And as we just said, you've invested in, in so many, and you, you obviously have to have a passion for them to go that far and to actually invest. But are there any that you can kind of like pick out as, not favourites, but ones that sort of stick in your mind? Or perhaps you do have favourites, I don't know. No, no favourites. You're <laughs> absolutely right. Um, but, so, uh, there was a business called Marksman, Martin and Jenny came in to the den holding hands and Martin's got Asperger's and he's invented this little marking pen that if you're trying to put shelves up, up on the wall, you could, it squirts, you put it through the hole of the shelf and it squirts a little green dot so you know exactly where to 
screw your screw. And um, he came in and he said, we know absolutely nothing about business. I'm going to get all my numbers wrong, but I know I've got this great little product. And I loved it. And I loved them. I just, what I thought you so deserve that, you know, you've, this is brilliant. And <laughs> um, we've just signed a licensing deal in the US worth $20 million. Oh, wow. Congrats. How fantastic is that? Yeah. So that's hard not to feel warm and fuzzy about. Yeah. Um, there's another one called Dock and Bay, which is a uh, microfiber towels. And they came in, I think we're now in our third year together, and they came in, I think we're turning about half a million. They will do, even in COVID, eight million pounds this year. Wow. Um, and we're not, we're about a third of our way through our journey. We've decided where we're going and um, and we're, no, brilliant. So Fiona's just said uh, that her mum bought one of those towels. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Did her mum like it? Can the, can the, can we have another note, please? <laughs> she loves it. She just put loves hey, with loads of exclamation excellent. marks. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we don't necessarily need to know numbers, but what's been the biggest investment in terms of, um, well, the return? Is, is there one that sticks out or is it the laser pen marker thing? Um, yeah, but that's not done yet. So um, it, it's really hard because until I, I see crazy numbers bandied around of people saying how much they're worth and how much their company's worth, nobody knows mm -hmm. until the day you sell it. And, you know, because because Dock and Bay, I expect, is going to be a huge one because, mm -hmm. you know, if we're turning over 24 million, yeah. but when we haven't finished our journey and even Marksman, we haven't finished our journey yet. So it's, it's hard for me to say which is going to be the biggest mm. because most of them are already on the, you know, they're on their way. It must be it must be so hard, Deborah, because you've invested in so many and then obviously how business works, sometimes you pull out and sell at different points and whatnot. How how hard is it for you to keep you must be the busiest woman on earth. Like how do you know when to pull out of one and um, so, no, I'm not the busiest person on earth, to be honest, because they run the businesses. But what I have, and I think what most entrepreneurs have, I've got a good nose. Right. And that kind of tells me, and because I pay attention to what's going on, so I, I, I get monthly numbers, I, so I know pretty well what's going on in the business. And also I know what's going on in the world. And I will think, actually, now's probably the time for that business. You know, right. it's probably its moment. Is it hard? Because um, who was the gentleman you said with the pen? With the pen? Um, what was Martin. It? Martin. Yeah. Is it hard? Because obviously you said that you you, you really warmed to, to him. If for some reason that business did start to fail, not that it would, but if it did, because you're so invested in the person, sometimes is it hard to get your business head on and walk away from something? Or do you just have to be a bit cutthroat in the industry? No, I'm definitely... So I am business. If, if, if I don't think the business is going to work, I'm not going to invest. I mean, it's, it really is as simple as that. It's not a charity. I mm -hmm. do, you know, that's there's another place for that is not in Dragon's Den. Yeah. So it's head, 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 head. And I, it's like a row of switches. I ask questions, switch goes down. Yes, 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 yes. But the last switch is my feeling. So I'll get all of that and I'll think, how do I feel about this business? And unless I feel right then I won't invest. And you could have everything right, but if I don't trust if I don't trust somebody, I will not invest in them. So the person can lose the pitch. Definitely. Can they lose it all? Uh, we're kind of taught not to judge a book by its cover, but first impressions do mean something, don't they? Well, they do, but I have learned to come back from them because there are some businesses that I've invested in who I've immediately thought, oh, no way, Jose. You oh. know, actually, Dock and Bay was one of them. I mean, they came in, not them, but they came in with, with towels. And I'm thinking, really, towels have, re they've already been invented. <laughs> <laughs> I've even seen stripy towels, you know, it's, it, there's nothing new here. <laughs> um, but they were really smart and they explained why these were different and why these were better and why, you know. So, so I've definitely, 
definitely learned. And I've learned that in the den. You know, I used to think, oh, I've got you. You know, that's, yeah. that's it. But now I've realised, you know what, give it, give it a bit of time. Have you ever, this is a sneaky one, I don't think you'll, you'll answer this, but have you ever invested in a product because it's been so good, but you don't really like the people pitch? <laughs> if you no, say yes now, you're going to have no, so many people trying to work out which. Yeah, no, I, no, I haven't. You honestly, have, you have, I haven't. You have to I, like the person. I have to trust the people. They don't have to be my friends. They mm. don't do my kind of people. I've just got to think I trust you because I come from a place of trusting people. And if they let me down, they are, I'm, I'm done. I am not interested. Right. You know, I will help anybody to the end. I'll go to the ends of the earth for people mm -hmm. that I trust. But you let me down and I'm not interested. I'm yeah. Doing it. That's why you're so successful. Stevie, what's your favourite Dragon's Den moment that you can think? I'm putting you on the spot a bit here, but I'm just trying to think of mine now. And I like reggae reggae sauce. Of course you oh, do. I love the, him. The, yeah, I just love him. Yeah, but that's like saying you support Manchester United. No, exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. That is it's like him. so dull. Yeah. <laughs> that is so, so... I'm really surprised at you, to be honest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Levi Roots, the man. But he, it, he is the man. It is exactly a bit, that. It is a bit obvious. He's like everybody's man. So yeah. come on, come up with something of your own. I don't have any other men. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Who do you have? Abs Pack. Oh, Abs yeah, Pack. Okay. He was great. I think was it was great. a guy. He, he used to be in the army or something, yeah. and he'd worked yeah, out yeah. some kind of. Uh, it was some kind of product. I can't remember it. Perfectly. You put a template over your body, and you sprayed, and it showed his. It, it made your abs look 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 more defined. <laughs> but but the it way was, in which he sold it. Oh, you, he was absolutely complete. He was flabbergasted <laughs> when he didn't get any investment from us. His argument was when the dragons were out, he was like abs pack. It's abs pack. <laughs> and he just keeps saying it. And they couldn't work out why they... I, I don't know if I'm just quite a harsh person, but I quite like the failures. I don't know why. Like, yeah, obviously, you're, a lot fun. of people... Yeah, you do. Like, mm. I like watching the people argue mm. between themselves. When one of you makes a point and they look at the other, you've done it wrong! <laughs> yeah. And then they just kick off at each other. Yeah. I think people would like it if we started arguing. Oh, yeah, definitely. People love drama. I've built my whole career on drama. <laughs> but yeah, you probably don't want to admit that, Deborah. but as, as a viewer and a fan of the show, I think it is the failure. Because we all like to feel better in our own little lives, don't we? That's why I can sit at home and eat a Domino's pizza and then slag off athletes like West Ham fans going, oh, he didn't kick that off. <laughs> hard enough yeah, it's like as if I'm any better but no it's yeah. a fantastic show and it's been going on for so long why do you think people love the show so much like um so I think it's intergenerational mm -hmm. you know I don't think you can't normally you can say there's your target audience but honestly great-grandchildren can watch right through their great-grandparents everybody's got a view mm -hmm. everybody's got a view they start pitching every go oh she went like that <laughs> She won't like that. Did he just call her Debbie? She he just called her Debbie. You know? So if you if you watch people watching it, I don't know if you watch Gogglebox. Yeah, love it. But oh, brilliant, mm -hmm. absolutely genius. But yeah. you know, they they completely and it fascinates me how they absolutely get what's going on in the den. You know, mm -hmm. the nuances that I'm not sure come across, but they absolutely get it. Oh, and, really? Are you yeah. are you referring to when they when, when they I'm reacted? watching the Gogglebox people watching the den oh, wow. and they pick up things that I think I am amazed you picked that up. Yeah. Yeah. I was I didn't I didn't realise that was so obvious, but they got it, you know? It was brilliant. Absolutely have, brilliant. Have you ever watched Gogglebox in which one of the people reacting to you has said something horrible about you? No, they've always been very so far. Yeah. So far. Mind you, I've 
I haven't watched them all, and I guess mm. people wouldn't say to me, "Do you know you're on Gogglebox?" Because they're being really <laughs> horrible about you. <laughs> well, so. this is the thing: you kind of have this kind of public perception that's like a little bit like the Simon Cowell of the Den sort of thing. Like you will be the one who's forthright and just honest to someone's face, and that can be perceived as a bit cutthroat. But yet. The vibe that I've got, I've told a lot of people that you're coming on the show, is that everyone loves you. So how do you manage to walk that tightrope? Because not everyone loves Simon Cowell, let me tell you. Oh, not everyone loves me. I'm oh. very Marmite. I th- you Are know, you? I yeah, I think I am. Listen, I can't. I can only be what I am, mm-hmm. you know. And I think if people like me, I hope it's because they can see. I just react. You know, I'm not acting. I've never had. I've never had less media lessons. I've no. No one's told me what to. Say. No one can tell me what to say. You know, it's. I, I can remember once we did a pitch and it went on for about three and a half hours, and the producers came into the back of the den and they just went, wind it up, and I'm like. No, no. <laughs> it's your it's money. My money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it's your money, you can tell them when to tell me where to finish. But right now, it's my money, and I'm going to carry on. You know. So I, I, I think I hope people understand that's me in the den, and there's more to anybody than right. the one thing that you see. I think people are beginning to recognise that. Yeah. Um, which is which is you know which is good because I think when I first started, I got a lot of flack. I got a lot of flack. I think you were more kind of fierce back then I wasn't I think they might have I don't know because don't forget you only see a 10 minutes out of sometimes a three hours thing and the lady before me had famously gone bust halfway through Dragon's Den so they were really keen I think on making sure that I was you know Strong. I mean, they don't need to. I could wear pink feathers and a pink outfit. I really, I'm, I can be quite assertive. It doesn't matter what I wear or what I look like. Mm. But I think they wanted to set the tone when I first started because I have noticed they now allow more of the laughter through. Okay, Stevie, we were we having a little debate. I think it was on the way up here. You was actually shocked to learn how long the pictures are. Yeah, I th- I, I, th- I thought that was common knowledge. I thought people. I had no idea because obviously, as you just said, we don't. We only see about ten minutes of it. Like I'd understand like half an hour or whatever, but like if you're saying they go for three hours, how many do you film in a day? Uh, so we'll try to and uh, we'll aim at six or seven in a day. Some of them are shorter, but I, I think if we're really interested and it's a big sum of money, they tend to go on longer because you know you want to find everything out that you need before to you find give away out your money. Before you give away your money. Well, well, I mean, we have a chance out of the den because of course we go into due diligence where we actually check everything that's been said mm. and fill in any gaps. So we do have a chance, but I don't want to waste my time going into due. I want to know in the den. I want to think in the den. We've got a deal here. You know, this is actually going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to ask all the questions that I think I want to flush everything out. Yeah. How many of the deals that we see on TV that go through do actually go through? Is there a high completion rate or is there not? Like, do people waffle to you and they haven't really been telling the truth? Um, It's getting harder. And I, it's not always them not telling the truth. I mean, some people don't understand. Well, they say they don't understand the difference between applying for a patent and having a patent, you know. So I've got a patent, turns out to I've got the form that you fill in to send off for a patent. Oh, right. <laughs> you know, that type of thing. That's yeah. a bit annoying. Um, but I sometimes I think it's just misunderstanding. A really common one. Are there any loans in the business? No. You come straight out, there's a director's loan for a quarter of a million pounds. Yeah, but that's a loan from that. So, so you say you said there were no loans in the business. Yes, but that's a loan from me to the business. But it's still a loan. Right. You know, this business still owes you 
£250,000. Yeah. You know, so sometimes it's just not really understanding the business. And others are definitely pulling a fast one. <laughs> <laughs> what was that Levi Roots moment like? Obviously, it's the most famous one, I think it's safe to say. Like, did you, does anyone in that moment truly realise the scale of how big that can be? Or, or is it sometimes in business, does it just happen? Um, I, so, so, so you've got to give, absolutely give Peter his credit because I was so hung up on the fact he got his numbers wrong by a factor of a thousand. We're not talking a little bit. Oh, wow. Numbers wrong. By, so I, I was like, I can't, can't do it. Mm-hmm. But Peter looked past that. So you've got to give Peter his credit. He looked past that. He saw a guy in front of him who was enigmatic, charismatic. You know, he had something. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if even Peter knew how big it was going to go. But obviously, Peter saw something that we, we all... We, and I, that taught me a lot. That taught me an awful lot. That taught me, don't just look at the numbers. Yeah. Is it because it, you was it only Peter that went in on that? Yeah. Oh, oh. no, no, it was Peter and Richard Farley. Oh right, okay. Yeah, Peter and Richard Farley. Would you would you say that's your biggest? You've probably had this question a hundred times, but was that the biggest regret for having gone out of one? No regrets. No regrets. Never have any regrets. Um, I so I do everything I can to win a pitch, and if I don't win it, then I don't win it. That, you know, but there are plenty of other business opportunities. I, this isn't my job. I don't rely on this for my income, mm. you know, and, and if they get, if it's a great business and they get another investor, of course, if I want, if I want it, I'll try really, really hard. If I don't get it, well, great. Because they've got somebody else to invest in them. Mm. I, it's not going to, they're going to get their live stream, you know, mm. they, they're going to be helped. And I, I really don't, you know, I don't regret at all. That's a great way to look at life. That's something that I've tried to carry on a few mm. times. Like I've left some like good paying jobs when they didn't yeah. feel right and stuff. And I, I'd implore anyone if they if they can and if they have the means to do that, then to really just try try to live with, with no regrets. Deborah, um, on TV, we see these stacks of money. You know what's coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are they real? Is it real money or not? So some of it is. Okay. The top ones. And it has been real money once. It turned up once with a bodyguard. So it literally turned up with a bodyguard. We were filming an, a um, promo and we were had to chuck money. So it had to be real. Oh, right. And it turned up with a bodyguard. And I can remember saying to Theo, which one of us do you think they think is going to steal money? <laughs> <laughs> do you have an... Um, are you, I, I, I think you're too nice to answer this, but do you, do you, is there a terrible pitch that comes to mind when you think of terrible pitches? Or, or terrible pitch. There have been some awful products which have turned it into a terrible pitch, like the <laughs> false fingernails for cats. That was pretty bad. <laughs> that can't that, be a real well, thing. Well, that was real. And that was my first series. And I can remember thinking, oh my God, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. <laughs> How was I even going to, why? There we are. That's the only question I asked. Why? No, I did ask how. How and why. Right. <laughs> That's why you'd be you, out. You'd but... be a great dragon. There you are. Why? Why? <laughs> I want to ask you a few questions. I know we're short on time. I want to ask you a few questions about your fellow dragons. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much you can tell us, but uh-huh. do, you, do, you have a, do you have a favourite? Well, me, obviously. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> now you, now you, have to, you have to say so, someone, uh, someone else. No, I don't. The only thing I will say, Peter and I have been working together for 15 years. We know each other really well. We see each other outside of the den. So, uh, you know, I genuinely get on with, I genuinely, I'm not just saying this Mm because I don't just say stuff, but I genuinely get on with all the other dragons. But I guess Peter and I go back, you know, we've got a lot of history. 
Oh, so, right. Yeah. Well, you- and we've got businesses together and Theo as well, who isn't in the den anymore. But he and I have got a lot of business together. So, we, you know, we've got a lot in common. So we see a lot of each other. And, and you genuinely, genuinely get, get on with all of them. Yeah, do I do. I do. I haven't. Who haven't I got on with? Let's pull one out of the bag for you. Um, who haven't I got on with? James Kahn, I probably didn't get on with. Well, I just didn't. There, nothing, there was no connection. I don't mean right. I didn't get on with. There was just, no, you know, there was no connection. It wasn't a dislike. It just no, it's just it didn't didn't happen. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just meet people and, and you pass each other and that's it. They don't stick. Do you, do, if, if you had to go on a on a night out with one of them, yeah. one of the dragons, who are you yeah. going to go for? Um, uh, oh, it depends what for. Can I throw a name in the hat? Go on. In the ring. Uh, I think Tej Lelvani. Lel- 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 How do you yeah. pronounce it? Yeah, I think he would be amazing. I can imagine him on the dance floor. Yeah, I bet. Well, he can do everything. Mm. He can drum, he can sing, he can honestly play the guitar, he can dance. So, so he is your night out, just him there. Just yeah, on his I know, own. I know, yeah. I know, I know. I, don't, I know, I know. But actually, I think um, Sarah would be a good laugh. Our, our new, well, not new dragon now, she'd been three years in. Geordie Lass, Durham. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. yeah, really good girl. Mm. Uh, and Sarah Willingham. I don't know if you remember Sarah, but Sarah's a friend of mine now. And okay. We, yeah, we, so yeah. And and Peter, I mean, we we do actually all go out. So when we're, we're filming, we're every night um, out for dinner together. When you're out, do you all sit there and go, look at us, I'm out? No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, sorry. Oh, uh, was that pre-prepared or was that completely off the top of the head? <laughs> <laughs> we we do we how, how familiar are you with the term clickbait oh yeah i get used for it a lot do you mm. right well we're going to kindly ask you for a bit of clickbait oh. here <laughs> but you're in on it you're in on okay. it right so uh what i'm going to do is i'm going to ask you which dragon do you hate the most right, right. <laughs> and you can tell me one but you can give it you can give it in a jovial way you can say a sort of weird reason for it and what i'm going to do is i'm going to put it as the title Okay. okay. <laughs> so Deborah Mead, and which dragon do you really hate? Oh, Peter Jones, because he wears rubbish socks. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I just got to let you in behind the curtain here. That was the example that I gave him in my questions, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. It was. I was playing it safe. <laughs> Peter, I didn't. I did not say that. I read that off the card. <laughs> yeah. You, you, she, Deborah loves them all. Loves them all. Have you got any questions you want to add there before we go on to our pitch? Or? I was just going to say that one of my favourite things about Dragons Den is you could just be walking and having a chat with your mate and they'll say something stupid like oh yeah see through toaster and instantly someone would just go dragon's den dragon's that. den Dragon, yeah. that's yeah. such a big thing just go yeah. dragon's den that so based on that how many people do you think come in purely because they've gone well dragon's den is a show i'm gonna make something up purely to go on the show oh well, no no surely not oh yeah well we had a guy turn up with a bale of straw and uh, and his pitch was absolutely awful and he his idea was to set up a building you know these straw houses that you can build but it was like the worst pitch I actually remember saying to him did you just wake up this morning and thought I've got to go on Dragon's Den <laughs> what have I got in the barn <laughs> so I yeah that. I reckon it happens it's almost like the kind of Hoover analogy of like the Hoover's the brand not mm. the not the thing now like I think imagine back in the day people would actually say oh if you could invent anything what would it be now it'd be what would you take on Dragon's Den like the show's almost become bigger than the idea of an invention yeah. which is insane but we love the show and, and, and keep up the great work on it Deborah, because we're huge fans now let's 
I never thought we'd be here. I'm going to, hopefully, if you'll indulge us, Stevie and I are going to pitch to you because we've got probably 10 minutes and we need to be out. So we're going to pitch. Sorry, sorry. Did I audibly (laughs) groan then? I'll I'll give you the reason of why we're doing this. So on on happy hour, um, there's occasionally weeks where we don't have an idea of what to do when a guest isn't in. And what we have done in these episodes is rip off a TV show. Yeah. So So we've done like a Room 101. Yeah, Room 101. We've done Would I Lie to You? And we've done a Dragon's Den episode in which we all came up with inventions. So it's not necessarily a business idea. It's more an invention. Mm -hmm. And as soon as we realised you were coming on, we thought, what would Deborah think of the inventions we came up with on those episodes? So... Full disclosure. Yeah. Dreadful. No, 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 no. no. Speak for yourself, mate. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Okay. I might be walking out of here with £150,000 worth of investment. Mine's better than his, so... Do you think? Well, De- Deborah can tell us, can't she? Can't yeah. She? Um, okay, right. So I'm going to get my pitch up here. I need, I've got a script as well. Taking this very, very serious. I haven't memorised it, though, like most of the people in the den. I don't have a script, so we're good. So my idea, Deborah, is baby guttering. Okay, hear me out. So, hello, Dragon. My, my, name is Jack, my, my name is Jack May, and today I present to you the groundbreaking invention, Baby Guttering. I'm looking for £150,000 for a 15% stake of my business. What was there 640000 of in 2019 alone? That's right, babies. Brand new babies. And uh, that was before the pandemic even kicked off. So imagine how many there's going to be this year and next year and all that stuff. And uh, now, as we know, babies are quite helpless, right? They can't feed themselves. They can't dress themselves. What else can't they do? That's right. They can't even wash themselves. Pathetic. Babies are famously making their parents do all the hard work. So I've developed an appliance that allows you to clean more of the baby at once, aka baby guttering. Now this, Deborah, is a normal baby in the bath. Okay. I've got a picture there. Hard work to clean. That's just the same image. You don't have children, do you? No. (laughs) It takes at least eight pours to get the water all over. Also, babies cry a lot. They're famous for their whinging. They hate soapy water in the eyes. This is where you need baby guttering. (laughs) (laughs) Baby guttering works exactly like your normal guttering, but for your baby. Simply attach the guttering just above the brow of the baby and watch as the water magically drains away from the face, round the back of the head and down the back, thus cleaning the neck, back and more importantly, the arse. Babies' asses get a bit dirty, don't they? Deborah, I know you're all about sustainability and environmentally friendly products, so let's use the same water to clean the hair and the arse at the same time. Do you want to live in a world that uses too much water? No, you don't, do you? A world in which babies live in pain with soapy, stingy eyes and dirty bums? No, that's why you need baby guttering. And just like that... My eyes are tipped top and my ass is well clean. That's what the baby's saying. Uh, <laughs> so, so, if, <laughs> so invest today and your baby will never, ever cry again. Fact. You in. How much are you asking for? 100, I said at the start, 150 grand. For 15%. So, oh. it's worth, so, so um, and what's your forecast? Loads. Loads, loads, loads. so much. Right. And, and your margins? Uh, I, 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 I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> so my last question is, why is it worth a million pounds? I think it's worth a million pounds because I think we're going to save loads of water. And also, you hurt your wrist the other day. You don't want to be messing around pouring more water and stuff like that. One pour cleans all. Yeah. It's like the 
Where, yeah. where do you think the water goes normally? Like once it hits the head, yeah, yeah, do you but, think but, it just... But, but, but this is getting it out of the baby's eyes. They whinge when it gets in the eyes. So this way, it's avoiding the eyes, but getting most of the body. So would a baby wearing blinkers, goggles, would that do the same thing? Yep. Mm. Wouldn't clean the bum, though. Wouldn't clean the arse. No, but you'd have the water. Yeah, water does flow quite well. Yeah. yeah there are there are flaws in it. Yeah. There are, Abs pack. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just keep saying baby guttering. I'm sure I'm, I'll give you my money. <laughs> uh, so will you? That will is you? a genuinely rubbish idea. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get the famous words? Is yours? Oh, oh, I, I, oh, absolutely. I am out. <laughs> okay, I, I I'm more, I'm more glad for that to be honest. <laughs> okay, so I don't feel as bad about mine, but I also don't have a script because I thought my PowerPoint presentation says it all. Oh wow, really? I've not oh. seen this. So yet. Well, you, he hasn't seen this. Um, can you Ooh, see it from I there? I can, absolutely. Okay, so prepare for the shock of your life. <laughs> the presentation <laughs> won't work. That's the shock. <laughs> Wait, I'll get it to work. It worked two seconds ago. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. I'm oh, out and I'm it. not even oh, invested. We're there. We, you, we got it. There. I'm doing this on purpose for dramatic effect. <laughs> prepare for the shock of your life. Spun around there. It did spun around. You missed it. It spun around. Dragon. Yeah. That's you. Yeah. And I'm Stevie White. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, did, I did transitions oh, between Oh, I see. It's upside down, is it? Uh, no, that's down? money being handed under the table. Oh. We won't talk about that, though. That's, oh, that's right. A, so what I want for my bit, I'll tell you about the business in a second. I want half a million. Five hundred thousand okay. pounds. Yeah. I know it doesn't sound like much, but it's okay. That's all I need. Cause, and what you'll get is a 2% equity share. Cool. I'm not 100% sure what equity share meant, but I heard <laughs> it in another episode. So I went for equity share instead of 2% of the whole business because that sounds like less. Mm -hmm. It's so the same thing, isn't it? I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll get to the idea because my idea is called ZapChat. Right. So it's like Snapchat, but it's ZapChat. What you're investing in is an electric shock social media. It's going to stop trolls online. There's going to be no more mean people. Okay. None at all. The end of cyberbullying and a better way of life. But babies will still have messy asses. Yeah, but they're not getting bullied online at least. Okay. They're having those messy asses. And how does it work? One second. Oh, the curtain's going to open to reveal. <laughs> Good one, isn't it? I like oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> I spent about four minutes on transitions. I did. We've got a limited time with Deborah Mead and you're pissed about with transitions. <laughs> How I'm going to use the investment, I'm going to give a lot of money to power stations because we need their lightning. <laughs> lightning? I didn't Electricity is what yeah, we need. Uh, I'll bribe the social media owners to let us use it. I'll put a lot into crypto because I've heard you can get money back that way. Mm. So just so you get your money back, I'll do that. Mm. And also my mum asked if I can take her to Spoons. <laughs> that she literally asked me to put this in the presentation. There are some possible side effects because, of course, it is a phone that electrifies you if you're a mean person online. We did some clinical trials on this, actual trials. Um, you become a better person from it. You don't become trolls anymore. And the world is a better place. And a few people did die. Uh, wow. But that's absolutely fine. Thanks for investing. So, oh, <laughs> the confidence. That's mildly presumptuous. <laughs> Are you in? Oh no! I, do you know I've never ever reached a decision so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, going. If, if you don't invest uh, in this, yeah, but this kills people. In fairness, that's just mad. No, but this kills this kills mean people. This kills trolls yeah, but, online. Yeah, but you still can't kill people. Yeah, you, but people have been well nasty to me online before. <laughs> you're bribing. That's what you're doing. Uh, you're bribing. Well, oh, do you know I'd even miss the bribing. Well, bribery. 
corruption and murder is not a good investment. <laughs> but I did the little photo with the money being handed under the table. I thought yeah. we, could, we could do that. No, you did the curtains, but they were, they were <laughs> still not going to not gonna happen. Deborah Meaden's a multi-millionaire. It's you not. get 10% of this podcast. How are you handing money to Deborah? No, she... Yeah. <laughs> are you out Deborah? oh yes oh yes I'm out and I think that's where we conclude this episode um, Deborah, you're an absolute delight thank you so much for coming I've in I've had fun thank you for inviting me what's next for you? oh uh, oh stuff I don't know I don't know I don't baby know. Gutter, baby what am I doing what am I doing yeah I'm going to steal your ideas and pattern them that's what's next for me there we go this has been Jack Mates Happy Hour podcast with the lovely Deborah Meaden and Stevie White Deborah, what is the meaning of life 42 oh i love it see you in a few days guys bye <laughs> jack mates happy hour jack mates happy hour is a stack production 